Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Two-Faced Fake Snakes. This is the podcast from the little-known Irish hip-hop back the lineup. I'm Professor T, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Dr. Toomey. That is absolutely correct. That is a flawless introduction to episode 12, which is probably, 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 blah. <laughs> you just went and fucked it up. This is likely to be the final ever, ever episode of uh, Two-Faced Fake Snakes. Well, yes, it is likely to be the final episode because we have run out of material and we're up to the present day. <laughs> we've told the story. Here we are now. We've got a few bits and bobs to to get to and a few knots to untie. Is that... Is that, is that? Yeah, it'll do as a metaphor, I suppose. Uh, it'll do. I would have liked something better, but, you know, in, in the absence of something better, we can go with that. Uh, yeah. So... Set, start untying these knots. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Not number one. Finished up episode 11 on uh, discussing the song Father Time. Um, and actually, we discussed our, our gig we did for the joint 30th birthday party. So what I had written down for this episode was to discuss uh, future gigs we've done, but sure, forgot entirely that we dedicated an entire episode to discussing the recent gig we did in the International. And in that episode, we referenced uh, previous the previous gig we've done the previous year in the international so we've kind of covered that material off already um and yeah so what we're actually going to discuss in this episode is well firstly uh my solo gig that i attempted to do in the international when you weren't available we'll discuss that and then we intend to discuss what caused the lineup to fizzle out go into that a bit deeper what caused us to start recording this podcast and what the future might hold for us as the lineup for this podcast or for other potential podcast ideas down the line that okay. is absolutely correct i have nothing to add at this juncture right so we'll leave you with a little something here we'll be back in two minutes Life's getting better, but the weather is not But if the weather was hot, we'd be sunburned And would we not complain? I think not Jesus, it's hot, it's the bleeding global warming Christ, the humidity, oh my God What are we gonna do? Four seasons in a day, rain in the afternoon Sunshine in the morning It's getting boring, talking about the weather But we keep doing it anyway, every day Anything to complain about And we're happy as Larry as we carry on the shit Happy hour drinks please, everybody rinse please Out of your mouth the bullshit that we talk about on a daily basis Cheer up your faces and raise up your glass to the class way we go about our business Is this a way of life? I think we need to get a life I think we need a drink tonight I think we need to just simply forget all this shite Forget all this shite, forget all this shite Get over it, forget it, live life, move on People like complaining going on and on About the stupidest things that don't even matter Come on, have another drink and forget all that chatter Infinite stupidity Going on and on about stupidest things The Joe Duffy Show Infinite stupidity Going on and on about this bullshit They're going on and on People like to ring in to the Joe Duffy Show Cause there's nothing better than a good old moan About nothing in particular They're leaving their curriculum I'm really getting sick of them It's time to start kicking some As I might pick at them That would really sicken them They're choosing and pick at them Complaints like Jack Nicholson In about don't doubt this We're spending too much time complaining about shit But I'm a hypocrite Cause I'm complaining in the song How can I now say 
say that the complainers are wrong The answer is I can't and the truth is I'm a moaner See I work for Borna Mona on a part time basis The benefits are good but the salary is basic And sometimes you don't leave the office till 6 It's the nature of the work, too many problems to fix and analyse Man alive, am I the only one who wants Okay so welcome back Um, Right so around the time that we had recorded father time or just slightly before then uh, an offer came from deep reasoning Stephen bonner to do a gig in the international in what he was trying to organize as a regular thing but this is the first of those gigs uh, he organized with dara palmer and it has kind of become a semi-regular thing since then um but you weren't available at the time i think you were on holidays and an offer came in to do a gig and i decided that i was going to do this gig solo so Rather than just rap my own verses and have kind of disjointed, unrelated verses, I decided I would learn off your lyrics and try and rap full lineup songs myself. Um, and I, it wasn't a massively successful uh, venture because I, just like is in my nature, I didn't do my homework properly like I never did in school or college. And by the time I actually got to the venue, I was very unsure of myself, especially on a couple of your verses for the songs. So I actually locked myself in the toilet of the International and refused to come out. Uh, and I was furiously looking through pieces of A4 and on my phone at lyrics, trying to learn them off in a massive hurry as the clock was ticking and they were playing intro music and getting ready for me to go on stage. So that wasn't a very enjoyable experience. That sounds stressful, all right. Yes, and I really, really... Uh, didn't prepare and in the days leading up to the gig I was being all nonchalant about it and even Grace was kind of getting at me going are you sure you're not going to rehearse or prepare for this in any way and my opinion was no it'll be grand it'll be grand on the night I'll, I'll know Toomey's lyrics off by heart on the night somehow without having tried to learn them in the interim period but uh yeah and I can really really relate to that uh kind of struggle with not knowing rap lyrics in your head and being asked to rap or being ready to perform and and not knowing the lyrics because I remember being at a couple of nights out and being asked to rap on demand and be the performing person, the rapper, and being drunk and starting off the rap and then remember, rem- like realizing, like after a couple of lines that I can't remember the next lines of this rap. And then I try and freestyle, but because at that stage I'd be so drunk, oh Jesus, that yeah. I couldn't even remember <laughs> words, any words. <laughs> and then I've made a fool of myself. Uh, and there's one particular incident that, that comes to mind where I was rapping at a good friend of ours. Uh, it was sort of a after party in his house. And there was this lad there who was the boyfriend of one of the lads, our friend's sister. And I didn't know him. And I was back drunk and I don't know why I was talking to him. And we got talking to the rap thing. And, and basically he asked me to rap on demand and... For some reason, I was like trying to pr- prove myself. Uh oh. <laughs> it was like uh, the conversation we were having wasn't like friendly, particularly. It was one of those meldy drunk conversations where you're sort of antagonizing each other. And it got to the point where I was going to prove myself to him by rapping. Like confrontational friendliness uh, happens when you're drunk sometimes with a stranger. Um, so literally, he said to me, Prove yourself with the rap. <laughs> And I tried to prove myself, but I couldn't remember the lyrics. And I tried to get going a few times. And he was like, no, you can't rap. You can't rap at all. You're shit. And then I was like, no, I can rap. Wait till you hear me now. I can rap, young man. Because he was a few years younger than me. I was like, wait here now. I'm going to rap. And I was getting angry as well. I was like, you prick. You're winding me up. And 
yeah, I couldn't rap uh, after three or four false starts and then him antagonizing me and then me shouting back at him. And eventually uh, our friend uh, removed me from the party. <laughs> did you did you try and punch him or no, something? Or, no, oh, I didn't no, try and punch no. him. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it was just... I thought there was a physical altercation as well at some point, <laughs> no. no? No, it was just, it got into a little like silly slaggy type of thing like what well, you're disrespecting Joking, me blah 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 type of crap when yeah. you're when you're drunk um but it was the point of it is just like i can really relate to the panic when oh you're, you know you can I, rap but you can't yeah recall the lyrics in your head well i was having a full-blown panic attack now i didn't properly do my homework so i did rehearse your songs and actually i had rehearsed them all and i knew them it, and even though i left it till the last minute i did know them but I probably should have done a lot more preparation. But I did know the songs, I did know the verses, but I wasn't confident with them. And then the shred of doubt in my mind uh, like multiplied massively once I got into the venue. And I walked into the toilet, I told uh, Dara Palmer to hold off on introducing me on stage for a while because I just needed to... I just needed a few minutes I didn't actually explain why and I had the verses folded up in pieces of paper and some of them written on in my phone and I was in the bathroom having a full-blown panic attack where Rob my brother had to come in and rescue me and he was like are you all right <laughs> and I was like yeah yeah I'm fine and he could see in my face I wasn't all right he's like what's going on I was like I just don't think I know the lyrics and he goes uh, are there any of the songs you do know the lyrics to I was like yeah he's like why don't you just do those ones I was like fucking brilliant idea so i just i just came out went over to the dj and i was like chop that one chop that one we're good to go so i cut two songs from the set list uh, and managed to get through the others but jesus christ it was fucking frightening wow yeah the panic uh, and nice brotherly uh, intervention there yeah ha- absolutely i don't know what i would have done i was i was set to leg yeah. <laughs> just run, away, run so away. wasn't a partic- particularly Never enjoyable experience and like how would you how does it compare it to like a gig with the two of us or with dj plus or whatever well the ones we did in the international afterwards were like unbelievable in the difference. So we had completely rehearsed and prepared everything for those to the point where like we had complex arrangements in the choruses and everything where we were walking and doing little walking up and walking yeah. back and doing all sorts of stuff like choreographed. Like, so it couldn't have been any different from the ones we did together. But see, I had you giving me the kick up the arse to rehearse, whereas I am incapable of kicking myself up the arse. I never have been able to physically and metaphorically mm. kick it's myself up the arse. It's kind of hard to rehearse on but, your own, I would imagine, for a gig like that. Yeah, it, it is. Exactly. There was no. There was wasn't. The buzz wasn't there because we. I was doing it on my own, so I wasn't really uh, too enthusiastic about it. And then because of that, I did. I did a half-assed attempt, and I kind of tricked myself. I was like, "Oh, you know them. You do know them." And I, I tried them a few times, and I did know them. But I should have learned them better. I should have learned them. I should have been more confident with them that I could rattle them off even after five points. Not that I even had five points. I had like maybe the one other, or two. The other thing this reminds but, um, me of is when years ago, DJ, you were uh, unavailable for some reason, and DJ A Plus was offering for me to do a gig in Eamon Doran's as part of a hip hop night. And I just remember thinking about it before that I was just getting really nervous and anxious and it was just completely different than doing it with you, like where we could share the excitement and the buzz. It was like doing it on my own was like... Did you do it? I didn't actually do it, but like I just remembered the thoughts before of doing Mm. it. It wasn't going to be fun. I was getting nervous, anxious about it. So I decided not to do it. I just didn't think I'd be able for it. So Yeah, it's it's not... There's no crack, like there's no camaraderie or anything like that when you're doing it on your own so you just kind of it's like i would imagine it's similar to how a stand-up comedian feels except there wasn't the cushion of laughs to make it to validate that you were doing it well so 
Yeah, it, it, I think Two Faced Fake Snakes went down really well, and all of the others were recent songs. Yeah. So I did like Daggers and uh, uh, Sandcastles. Um, Seize the Day, Sandcastles, Prettier Than All. I did all of the, the recent songs, uh, like we discussed when we did our, our return. Uh, gig as the two of us in in international we did all recent songs and very few of the old ones and i did that on my own very very misguided uh but your delivery i've seen guidance a few, i gave myself i've seen a few <laughs> of the videos uh your, your delivery of the songs is is very good like there's very there's no stutters or slip-ups in the lyrics despite your kind of anxiety beforehand like you deliver no it, well, i honestly. mean all things considered it went well yeah but uh I, it wasn't it wasn't that enjoyable and since there's been no solo gigs since by either of us um anyway okay so just to touch on that there and then yeah we went and eventually did our own gigs in the international uh with stephen bonner supporting him um again not organized went very by well. us. <laughs> not organized no no not organized by us at all no um but those went quite well uh, as we've previously discussed but um around this period uh so before let's say the first gig uh stuff had started to fizzle out um and oh, sorry, no. After the first gig, between so the two gigs we did recently in the international, uh, after the first gig and before the second gig, everything had started to fizzle out. And this is when we went and had breakfast in Ashtown in a cafe, and we were discussing basically that this was the end of the lineup. Yeah, because there was only so many half-hearted songs or songs you're not fully happy with and false dons that you could take. And we were getting older. Um, so we didn't discuss it before that meeting, but I think we both knew that that was the end of the lineup. Yes, and uh, as discussed in episode one, we found ourselves in a position where we were confronting the idea that it was over, but we didn't really know what the next step was. And then the podcast eventually grew out of that. Yeah, it grew out of that conversation because we knew, as we discussed before, that... Um, a big part of our friendship is shared creativity and doing something creative, especially with words and writing. And over the years, we planned to do plays and um, acting and different things like that that we never actually did. Because I think anything that we actually have to do something, that <laughs> or to plan it or make moves, we don't actually yeah. we don't do it. Um, but a podcast uh, just kind of came out of that. And you mentioned to me during the week that we we've been talking about a podcast for years. Isn't that right? Yeah, so when I was looking back over our work emails, so we used to communicate uh, to, with each other via work emails when you were over in Southampton. And uh, I still have loads of personal emails saved. I like looking back on them periodically. Just I, I'll save like the latest one in the conversation, but sometimes the conversations can go back weeks. Um, and this was from 2014 when I was... Or 2015, sorry, when I was first... go. Sorry, 2014, sorry. When I was first going over and we were sending lyrics to each other back and forth and stuff. And... Uh, we had discussed the idea of doing a podcast even back then. So I was getting quite into listening to podcasts back then, about four years ago. It would have been the, f- the first foray into podcasts for me, listening to them anyway. And uh, I, I th- think it was me who suggested doing a podcast potentially. But we were also um, planning on doing video, sketch comedy videos. And that's another thing we've planned to do over the years, but we've never really done. But uh, we were sending ideas back and forth. I was anyway, uh, about sketch comedy ideas for videos that we never ended up doing when we got over there. So we had all sorts of fanciful the plans for Southampton. The stage was, was muted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I tried to write a TV show with my brother as well uh, around that time. He was coming over to the apartment on the Navin Road. And uh, we, were, we actually had a few sessions of sitting down and writing, but 
me and Rob would be similar to you and me in that we have all these great ideas, especially if we've had a few points. But when you actually have to sit down and do the work, it becomes really difficult to actually yeah. do it. It's hard to execute and it. Like as we discussed, I think, in episode one, uh, if you have a structure around your creativity or your output, like it's it's much easier to get things done. If it's part of your job, you know you have deadlines and it's something you're spending your time doing every week. It's much easier to make progress on that and, and get something out there. So that's, yeah, that's what's held us back. It is. So we, we tried to give it structure, though, even with the sitcom, and we developed characters and motivations and all this type of stuff. But when it actually came down to writing the words of dialogue for the script, we couldn't we couldn't come up with one sentence. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you're a, a Seinfeld fan, but uh, in Seinfeld, within the show, Jerry and George attempt to write a sitcom. It's basically taking the piss out of the fact that they're in a sitcom and the show is about nothing. But from within oh, the, yeah. the universe of the sitcom they then they themselves decide to write a show about nothing and when it comes to writing the first sentence of dialogue they they come up short they can't come up with anything and that's exactly what it was like <laughs> it was painfully like that like painfully similar uh when it came to writing the first actual sentence of dialogue we were stumped we couldn't do it it was too hard it was too difficult too much hard work and we we just we stopped then. We sorry, we stopped soon after that then. Yeah, and we found that as something similar in the recording this podcast. When when we recorded a couple of the episodes uh, a few times, we found that going back to it the second time, when it's not spontaneous, it's much harder to get into that flow and just think of anything. Cause things- oh, when it's in any way rehearsed, yeah, it's it's really difficult. Like it's really, really difficult to, to do it. Because um, it feels like work, whereas this doesn't feel like work. This feels like uh something pleasurable, enjoyable, off the cuff, and something you could uh, do at your leisure. Whereas if we went into this with a big massive script and a big massive agenda and had loads of preparation work done in advance, I think it would take all the fun out of it and it would Mm. become like work. Yeah, and I think it really suits us, just like rap suited us back in the day when we started off with the rapping, that all you need is two microphones and recording software. And then you've got a podcast. Yeah. Just talk into a microphone for an hour. <laughs> exactly, yeah. A few bullet so points. Easy. And that's it. It's great. So, um, yeah, so around that time, we decided we were going to record our first episode of the podcast, which is episode one, which we actually recorded all the way back in May, uh, would you believe, which is about six and a, or five and a half, six and a half months ago now. Um, and over that six and a half months, we've been piecing together uh, bit by bit this series and it's grown kind of in quality definitely and in our ability to record and understand how recording works has grown massively as well uh, to the point now where we're, we're doing it in remote locations uh, initially we were speaking into one microphone then we decided to get two laptops and speak into two mics which resulted in echo uh, and then we eventually copped on that if you record in separate locations it removes the echo and it works perfectly yeah i mean the sound quality issues have been a huge learning curve for us i mean we're we've gotten to the stage now where we're i think adequate in terms of we could produce a okay sounding podcast i mean there's a long way to go in terms of like getting up to professional standards or anything like that oh yeah but i don't think it's at the stage where people will listen to it and say oh that shit sound quality like they did with our music (laughs) or i know yeah no it's it's not as as bad quality wise as some of the stuff we were trying to uh, release as music or not release but yeah some of the stuff we produced as music this is of of a higher standard uh, by comparison i'd say yeah yeah and a slightly different thing i wanted to bring up as well is um 
doing the podcast, the first couple of episodes, the buzz was back, that same buzz from like from the early lineup days, like recording the first couple of albums. Like definitely was that yeah, creative completely buzz. was there. The creative fulfillment that you get from uh, doing something uh, new and something that you when you're creating something out of nothing, that's that's where I get a buzz. That's a really um, good way to put it. I stole that from 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 Chris Jericho. <laughs> when you when you create something out of thin air, that's art. When you create something out of nothing, and that's what that's exactly what we've done with music, and that's what we've done with this, and that's what we like to do with with other things as well over the years. But that's that's where I get the most buzz. Um, even small little things like uh, doing something like mildly creative in work that differs from your day to day job, I get such an enjoyment out of that. Uh, more than most people, I'd say, actually. Me too. I think that's really something that we have in common. And doing this podcast, again, like the lineup, has given us an, er- an energy in our friendship in a really nice way that we have this kind of thing in common that we do together. Um, and it's just been really, really enjoyable. Yeah, so I think our advice would be to people, if your friendship is fizzling out, just do a podcast. <laughs> Well, we had the line up to, to, and the gigs to tie us off, we weren't fizzling out. So, uh, oh, that's true, yeah. We were. So one, we were. <laughs> one thing I wish we could change is the constant traffic going by in the background there, as you, as you have heard probably in previous episodes and can hear in this episode, but that's just a location thing. Yeah, we can't do anything about that at the moment. There's like the next level of podcasters, like setting up your room the right way, getting your like the right filters and software and all that type of thing. But I think we'd actually probably need professional help with that or to do a, a bit of research. Um but this kind of, I suppose, I don't know if you had anything to plan to talk about next. But I was just, gonna, I was just going to say it's, it kind of brings us to the end and reflecting on where do we go from here. But I don't know if you need, to, if you want to go into that just yet. One thing I'd like to cover off is we did do one more song with Daily, a friend of ours, um, where, where we explored doing a song from scratch where it was guitar based, and uh, he flew over from Liverpool and stayed over for the weekend. And we put together a song uh, called, which en- ended up being called Notre Dame, um, which was another one of these mad random songs where he had a chorus written. Uh, he wrote guitar. Um, he he had lyrics written for a chorus that he ended up using. He wrote a guitar beat then and there that you chopped up and turned into like a, a beat. Or he, he wrote guitar music that you chopped up and turned into a beat. And we both sat there and wrote verses on the spot. And what came out was... Uh, one of the most unique sounding songs we've ever done, definitely. Mm. And we enjoyed, we had a great crack making that song. And I think it was in line with the type of songs we were writing more recently. My verse is actually about social anxiety, about being out, uh, a true story, being out on a night out in a house party and hearing people bitch about somebody and that making me feel socially anxious um, because it made the, the sort of environment feel a bit sort of toxic. Um, and then if you're feeling self-conscious in that environment, it doesn't really help. So I was kind of like, so those lyrics were kind of, again, emotive. And I think your your lyrics were... They were, so it was about people with addictions and alcoholism and telling you that they're going to change, but then they don't end up changing and broken promises. Uh, and that was really what my verse was about. But uh, wow. yeah, I didn't but actually I, know that. It was kind of a bit vague, though. I kept it deliberately vague like that. And then Daly's chorus was uh, really good, actually. And, and on the slide, he's actually a very good singer as well. Um, but uh, yeah, well, I think when we pieced it all together, it turned into a nice song. And we actually got the name Notre Dame from one of the lines in your verse, which was the social hunchback of Notre Dame, <laughs> which was great. <laughs> yeah. 
social hunchback. Yeah, feeling like a uh, the hunchback of Notre Dame socially. <laughs> and I, I think that was really great song. But uh, at the same time, it was just the sound issues again. And sound issues played the means us, to yeah for ages. I remember that night, and I say us, I mean you, because we were just sitting there eating Quality Street. Uh, <laughs> Um, it was actually around this time last year because I had a, a box of Quality Street. It was, so it would have been around Christmas, uh, November, I think, maybe last year we did it. But um, yes, uh, yeah, I remember you spent several hours actually trying to get the, the laptop and the recording. Uh, it was just sorted. a bit stressful. And it was again that thing where it's like, no matter how good I get it, I know I can't get beyond a certain point. Like, we really, looking back at it, we really do need a producer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Somebody who actually knows what they're fucking doing for once. Uh, or else maybe we could go and learn how to do that. But I think two, both of us are probably too lazy to actually bother our holes. Yeah. Uh, if there's anybody learn. listening to this who's a music producer who wants to help out and collaborate with us and do everything for free <laughs> and do, and set it up and arrange everything so that we just have to go over and, show and record. Yeah. yeah and and if they produce the music as well and write the music. And don't hold the songs hostage after the recording sessions. Uh, that'd yeah. be great, actually, yeah. So yeah. if you've been listening for 11 and a half episodes and you feel that that's you, uh, just give us a shout. <laughs> absolutely, yes. Uh, but absolutely. one thing I wanted absolutely. to mention... Sorry, I'm saying that. I've noticed myself saying absolutely the last couple of weeks. It's just, you know when you keep saying a word repeatedly and you're catching yourself saying it? Yeah, I say it a lot as well. I've noticed myself saying it. It's a filler crutch word that gets you from... A piece of silence onto the next sentence. Yeah, and I find that the other person is usually happy with it as well because it it strongly affirms what they were saying. Absolutely, it does indeed. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> next. Sorry, no. I just wanted to finish off that bit about Daly coming over. I felt a bit bad for him because I think he might have expected to have more musical input into what we were doing, whereas. What we really wanted from him was somebody who could play guitar, but we really only wanted him to play a few chords, which we could then turn into a beat. Whereas he came prepared with a lot more than that. He had been piecing together long, lengthy guitar bits with bridges and chorus sections, and we really weren't equipped to record uh, a full guitar track like that and make a beat out of it. So I, I think he might have been expecting a lot more out of it or a lot more musical input. and. Really, we we wanted him as a kind of a session player, and what we asked for was minimal in comparison to what he was able to provide. So it was a bit unfortunate that we weren't advanced enough to really get the full benefit of having him there. Yeah, because he's a very very talented musician, and he had full length songs prepared. And he, I don't I don't think um, he was expecting the way we make music. So we would make music that. The music is recorded in advance on tracks and then you would listen to the music repeatedly over and over again, loop it over and over and over again. And then you'd spend a couple of maybe an hour writing the rap lyrics to it. Exactly. Um, yeah. Whereas he and wanted to, to play all day and jam all day and sort of. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the type of player he is like. But whereas we, yeah, exactly. We looped a small little section of guitar and played it for hours. <laughs> yeah. All we wanted from him was do no 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 <laughs> and like he had so much material prepared and really good material as well, but we we, we weren't we weren't uh, capable of utilizing that to the again. Like if if we had a producer there, we would have really been able to like harness both of those creative daily's creativeness and our creativity as well. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it's a okay. Shame. So again, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're out there, uh, um, okay. So I just wanted to move on. Uh, at one point 
in this conversation to uh, actually sorry before we go any further I think we should play the song Notre Dame uh, because it's the last song we've ever recorded it's the first song we recorded with Daly and uh, they're singing and rapping and a full complete song there so we should just play that Glasses and broken promises faster you're getting good at this plaster you're making fun of us, you're running and you can't stand still to take a look at us There used to be a lot of us, and now there's none of us We used to spend a lot of time together once we come up us We used to be, 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 we used to be bastard Look what you've done to us, you master The art of fooling us and laughter The hell we've given you, you used to be motivated and driven You threw it all away, became a different you But left a glimmer of hope that you haven't rewritten you Or so we prayed and you finished your whiskey and I hope for the glory days so this is the way it is Fear, hope, regret and bliss We can't be young forever So here we are all alone In the end we'll all be gone you're here now You don't know what it's like to be Free from the chains that paralyze me Easily when you speak you seem At ease immediately I mean Picture the scene, hopes and dreams A social scene, awkwardly I lean in the kitchen while they're bitching and they're lynching And they're spitting that they're sitting while I'm standing there Relaxing and I'm maxing out my conversations Topics that I've got in my pocket But I rock it when I roll with the punches My hunches, I shouldn't give a damn But I feel like a freak for being who I am I just wanna be, I just wanna be Articulate and calm, the social hunchback of Notre Dame With a chip on my shoulder and my cap in hand So this is the way it is Fear, hope, regret and bliss We can be young forever So here we are all alone In the end we'll all be gone But Okay, so that was Notre Dame. So that was the last song we've recorded uh, about a year ago, actually. Um, so I was saying there, uh, we we decided we were going to discuss what the future holds for the lineup. So I think in previous conversations uh, over the last week or two, we've both considered the idea of maybe recording some new songs because the buzz is back after mm-hmm. uh, doing this podcast. So that's definitely a possibility. Well. Yeah, doing the recent gigs and the podcast together. Yeah. So that's a possibility down the line, but. In terms of, my favourite phrase of all time, in terms of the podcast, uh, where do you see this going after? <laughs> Why don't we spot. start from the start again and do the <laughs> just do this <laughs> repeatedly? No, uh, no, I'd like to do other things. I think I think the, it's a challenge just coming up with topics to talk about. But I think what we, what we've proven in the in the process of recording this podcast is that it's enjoyable we can do it and we haven't proven if it's good quality because we haven't shown it to anyone to get that feedback but we think it's good ourselves um so we we've 
proved that it's a viable creative outlet that is enjoyable and it's great for our friendship as well. So I think the podcast will stay. Though that this will theoretically be online and this will be the 12th episode. So by this point in the podcast, we will have shown it to people and this will be the final episode and they'll have listened to 11 previous ones. Yeah. So maybe don't include that bit. (laughs) No, no, we'll leave that bit. Huh? Heights? (laughs) I will see. Okay. Uh, Heights? I am in okay. control of the editing. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, oh yeah, so yeah, you were asking me... <laughs> you were asking me what my reflections was. And basically, I was saying that the podcasting was fun and we should continue podcasting. That's the short... I would answer. agree with that. Uh, I think that we have it in us to do podcasts. We have it in us to talk for an hour. Um, once every week or a couple of hours, maybe, on some occasions. Coming up with something to hang your hat on to do every week to record and to continue on into the future that might be the difficulty that we face but i definitely want to continue with this or something very similar to it so whatever it ends up being remains to be seen but i've definitely gotten a buzz about doing this about doing more recording of some sort in the future and speaking i think is where it's at Mm. and but but what we enjoy we've always enjoyed the words and as you said earlier um, I think it was in the last episode we weren't necessarily the best musicians ever but we were both good with words we definitely weren't the best musicians ever <laughs> no I meant it like not the best you know that I know funny joke. <laughs> I don't know who is the best musician ever but it's not us unfortunately it must be said um, yeah no we weren't and we aren't and we aren't the best podcasters ever either but we are learning and we are getting better as we go on Okay, and what about uh, the lineup? <laughs> the lineup, for me, I think what's going to happen with the lineup is we're going to sporadically continue to do the odd gig because they're enjoyable. And I think sporadically we're going to continue to write songs. And I'd say we'll probably continue on in the same vein that we have in the last year or so. But I don't think anything, I don't think there's going to be any massive milestones or any landmark moments in the next few years. I think it's probably just going to continue on the way it is, but I'd be happy for it to continue on that way because I enjoy the way we do things. So if opportunities present themselves, I think we will take it. Take advantage might be too strong. We will we will uh, avail of those opportunities, um, and I'd say continue on as we are, and continue to make songs every so often, and continue to do the odd gig, and continue indefinitely in that regard that's how I foresee it yeah I'm, I'm the same um, I was nearly going to say absolutely there again I know yeah I heard you <laughs> to stop myself um, but I think if you could do it in that manner where we're not putting pressure on ourselves it's just about the enjoyment and that's what we really found I think the last couple of gigs is how much enjoyable enjoyment it was and we even the last gig we did we went back to Cabaret we had Bernie Reeves in the wig we had the interview with me we went just having fun and yeah um so that's that's probably where we are with that i think funnily though because we've made so much progress with the podcast sound quality issues that actually translates over to musical recording as well so there is a potential to re-record some of the more recent songs we did with a better microphone and just to just a better setup in general um 
That's true. Uh, we've never actually recorded on these Blue Yeti mics, and these are the ones that are giving us the really good sound quality. So that is an option as well down the line to re-record those songs and maybe even put them out there in some sort of uh, online format for once instead of just a, a rushed SoundCloud page that we did in advance of having a gig. Right, so I think that brings us to an end. A natural conclusion. <laughs> this is a shorter episode than the ones that have preceded it, but... We're at the end of the road, we're at the end of the line, we've discussed the lineup from its inception until the current day, and the plans that we have, or tentative plans for the future. It's Summarize. been an absolute pleasure Before you discussing. go on that. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, before we go, how about, to put a nice end on it, we just summarise what the lineup has meant to each of us, concisely. Okay, so. I assume you want to start? <laughs> No, because my mental energy was going into the preparation of that sentence. Well, I'll go ahead um, and then I'll let you think uh, and re- revive your uh, your energy for your piece. Um, so the lineup over the years has meant to me, it's given me the opportunity to be on stage and to record music. And those two things are the best creative stuff I've ever done. Uh, recording lyrics and recording songs and singing and getting it on a CD and being able to listen back to it and play those songs for people and do them live that's really more than i think we would have expected we'd ever do when we started writing a few verses on a4 sheets in our bedroom or after school study or drunkenly rap battling people on the street or drunkenly rap battling people in Dalky, or drunkenly rap battling people at music festivals um so i think it's enabled me to realize a creativity and to tap into creativity that's always been there and it's enabled me to put that out in some sort of format that's easy to do and it's easy to access and because of that I've gotten a lot of creative fulfillment over the years and I think without creative fulfillment that affects my mood it affects my life in a negative uh, fashion similar to what you mentioned yourself so if I think if I didn't have it I would have felt worse I would have I would have had all of this creativity in me and no outlet for it. So over the years, having that outlet has been very important to me. It's meant a lot to me. And I've really enjoyed all of it. The ups and the downs, uh, all of the gigs we've done have meant a lot to me personally. I remember them all. They're all really memorable nights. I know there's only a handful. And by comparison to some other group who's regularly touring, it might sound pitiful, the number of gigs we've done. But to us, to me, they're really important. They're milestones, actually. And if you can document our life through the milestones of those gigs we've done, where we were personally, where we were in our uh, professional lives, it's just milestones, uh, one after the other. They've all meant loads to me. And I'm much better for having done it. And I'm much happier for having done it over the years. And I will be much happier for continuing to do it in the wow. future. That's, that's, a really, that's a brilliant summary. Um, Kind of putting the pressure on me now to, <laughs> to add to that. Because your oh, idea, pal. Idea. <laughs> uh, wow. I wasn't expecting you to come out with like a flawless soliloquy of articulation. Um, <laughs> no, no that, that was really well put. Um, I suppose for me, what it meant was like, as being a teenager, growing up and uh, some way wanting to escape, wanted to escape the future that I saw in front of me where it was all kind of predictable. Um, go to a college at a certain age, uh, work at a certain career, get married at a certain age, buy a house at a certain age. Um, in my teenage years, that kind of seeing that all in front of me uh, linearly uh, bothered me a lot. 
Um, and what the lineup allowed me to do is escape from that. It was the, to escape into a fantasy world of craziness and fun and writing lyrics and uh, pretending I was going to be a superstar. Um, and it also helped me um, gain confidence in myself and to get out of my shell and prove myself that I had this other part of me that could be a performer or a musician or creative as well so that that was really important to me and um, for my self-confidence and then the the, the other part the probably the most important part is like the friendship how much it gave us as friends and the shared history that we have through it the stories the people that we've met sir scratch big steel dj a plus the dude uh everybody that we've met along the way the, the foot the gigs that we've we've gotten into uh the stories around it just the, the laughter when i think of the lineup it's just laughter and it's always kind of involved you uh, the two of us laughing together having fun together and I think I would be a completely different person if it wasn't for the lineup and I'm really really grateful and really lucky to have done it and I'm really lucky to have met you to have done it because I don't think I would have done it on my own definitely not definitely wouldn't have done something like this on my own so it was the two of us like pushing each other to do something kind of zany and creative and and the more absurd it got the better um so that's kind of right. that's my solilo- soliloquy well i wish i'd have said all those points <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but uh, I, I echo all of that as well obviously yeah um, yeah couldn't have put it better so, so in, in typical uh, shakespeare fashion we both finished with a soliloquy um yes. which i think we both did quite well there yeah well done that was well done yeah, you here's his class Okay, so we're just going to leave you now with a clip from one of our recent live performances. Uh, I don't think there's any better way to sign off than with this song. I think you're going to know the one that it is. But I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure to me. I really enjoyed it. And I think that's going to wrap it up for Two-Faced Fake Snakes. Thanks, Trainer. It's been a pleasure to doing this with you. Really enjoyable. And yeah, signing off on Two-Faced Fake Snakes. Thanks, everyone, for listening, if you have been listening. And... (laughs) Um, that doesn't make sense because if they were listening then they wouldn't need me to specify that um, but you know what I mean uh, <laughs> etc yes go back to the soliloquy thanks very much <laughs> alright take you. care bye 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 bye
the snake fell to the snake And some say that how there's many faces that the snake If we too much smiles, I'll always have shakes But I'll address these motherfuckers, but they're always on the lake Either I do or do the stuff, you tell you tell the truth They wouldn't hesitate, they'd rather go to choose your down Over alleys all around, they're a hottest shit in town They give up the impression of the sound, I don't know what I want But when the chips are down, they just reload the gun They got the finger in the prize, but all the wise guys They're out for the wise, but they're prepared for the wise Their eyes are a story, I'll see a light
thanks very much thank you bye bye alright take care thanks bye bye thank you bye bye alright take care thanks bye 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 thank you bye bye alright take care thanks bye bye thank you thank you bye bye alright take care thanks bye bye thank you bye bye alright take care thanks alright take care bye 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 thank you thank you thank you alright take care bye 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 bye